Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome to a Friday edition of Trendy, the show that we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And Martin, I am slightly up on you in our competition, 8.6 to 7.6, as NBA teams let me down left and right, and everybody seems to be letting you down, pal. Yeah, you see, most people judge like time and, and by the calendar, right? Like we just pass into a new year. Well, I judge time by foot by seasons, right? And we're squarely in the middle of football season. And this is easily one of my worst days betting in football. And that's part of the reason why you don't mess around betting basketball in the middle of football season. But I'm about to do more of it today anyway, because what you can't you can't end on losses like that. I mean, I was almost a reverse sweep. Is something that, you know, it's this, I feel like you got to commend the reverse sweep just as much as you do a five and O day. Cause both of them, I feel like have the, the, uh, the possibility of happening like the same kind of possibility, but I didn't even get that done with the Pelicans covering the first half. That is true. Yeah, the Pelicans ruined your, your uh, 0 for 5 attempt. But you're right, though. It's just as hard to go 0 for 5 as 5 and 0 as you found out early in the pick season when you were struggling. But suddenly you've come back. You're about, uh, you're just around 500 in our picks pool. Do you think you're going to be able to crack that magic barrier heading into this messy week 18? I do think I'll be able to get above 500. But I mean, that's a far cry from where I've been the last two seasons doing this with with more people in the list finished in the top three both years. And this year I have been bringing up the bottom, me and Sarah Tiana. We used to have this saying growing up in Louisiana. It's like, thank God for Mississippi or we'd be last in everything. <laughs> so all I got to say is thank God for Sarah Tiana or I'd be dead last in these picks. <laughs> Well, I'd really like to see both of you guys get over 500. I'm rooting for each of you. But I don't know how the heck to hit handicap this week 18. I guess we'll get into specific picks. But generally, like, props aren't even up for, you know, two-thirds of the game because people are so unsure of the uh, playing time, I suppose. Like, I couldn't even find lines for things outside of totals and for the spreads. Uh, The lines are all over the place, like, I, I don't know, man. Like I try, I actually took NBA bets today just because we had ones that I I can believe in, right? Like I've got data sets that I can analyze. I've got matchups I can explore. I've got um, motivations I understand. How the heck are, did you even approach the picks at week eighteen as you try to get over five hundred? Well, a little bit of that. A little of I like what our producer Brett wrote in the chat. His strategy was to close his eyes and pick. Uh, it's, you know, a little bit of uh, office pool of March Madness. Be like, oh, you know what? Uh, this team has blue jerseys. That team has red jerseys. No, really what I did was uh, I've, I'll, I will never forget being burned by the Indianapolis Colts who had to win two of their last three games to clinch a playoff berth. And I was one of the futures I'd had two years ago. And they lost as a 15 and a half point favorite on the road in Jacksonville. Uh, these teams that people say no one had like that, that, uh, have nothing to play for. Well, that may be true of the team, but that is yeah. not true of the individual player who is playing to extend their careers, especially if you're dealing with the spot in which you have an interim head coach that is not coming back. Right there. So that you have a, 
you know it's the last day of school, right? You know, but you also know you have to get into the next school you're trying to get to. So, like, some kids will just, you know, t- you know, Throw their throw their textbooks in the hallway and rip all the papers out. No more teachers, no more school. Those other kids are in there sitting there trying to ace that final exam because they've got to get accepted into the next school they're trying to get to. So like teams like Carolina that have, you know, that are those guys are trying to put out good tape because they're yeah. like, you know, probably won't be in Carolina for me next year. Gonna need a job. Right. So yeah, I, I, I look that's at exactly like right. that. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why you got to be super careful out there in week 18, because what you think might not match what actually ends up happening on the field. I mean, of course, that's true in any given week. It just seems more uh, snow globy in, in week 18, which is why for me, Martin, outside of our picks pool, I will be keeping a lot of my usual NFL powder dry for the first round wildcard weekend rather than betting, you know, 10, 15, 20 units, putting all that in play. And when it's a lot harder to handicap, uh, you do it as you wish. I will be sitting out a lot of these games yeah i mean the reality is if however your your year went now's not the time you know yeah. now's not the time either way if you had a great year all year it's probably because you were reading these things just perfectly right if you had a bad year all year it's probably because you were like me and you you foolishly picked the jets to cover minus three with a three 30 point lead and with six minutes left in the third quarter against the washington commanders of all teams <laughs> and somehow still managed to win jacoby Brissett. yes who by the way like is better than four or five starting quarterbacks in the nfl right now jacoby Brissett. sure and, it's just I mean, if you want if you're talking right, right now for week 18, like see a no. top 10 starter in the league in week 18. I mean, what no, you know, probably, <laughs> probably in this in this week. But it's just so frustrating sometimes. I feel like I was on the wrong side of every single bad beat this year. Like most of the time, you're like, you know, it'll don't worry, it'll come back. It'll come back. I can't think of a single like, wow, that like a bet that you won. Or like yeah. a pick that you made that you won that ended up being like, wow, that would have been a bad beat if I was on the other side. No, 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 no. I was on the wrong side of all of them. Well, we do have some selection bias because you you always naturally remember the ones that you lose versus the ones you would win. We actually talked about that the last time you were on. What was the greatest bet you ever won? Because that's the story nobody ever tells. They always talk about the bad beats. But I will say the very fact that you're under 500, given the track record I've seen you put up at this network over the years, means that you're on the wrong side of basically every coin flip. I, it that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, just off the off the cuff. I know like most most professional betters, if you're hitting like sixty to sixty five percent, you live in Vegas and you don't have a real job. Well, for the first two years of these picks, that's about where I was at. I just didn't yep. have the stomach or the capital to do either one, right? <laughs> to, to go out there and, and 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 live in the desert, right? But no, this 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 year was a humbling experience, man, because it was like whew. Oh, I will. I wouldn't even recognize you if you were humble, though. So stay, stay confident, stay proud, no matter what your picks say you are. Uh, so, Martin, before we get back into these picks, a little bit of NBA, a little bit of NFL, uh, I wanted to have just a little bit of fun here on a Friday. 
I have told Brett this many times. I think I might have even told you this off the air. I I quit social media so long ago. And the reason I quit was actually tied to writing. Like when I was a younger man and enjoyed uh, drink a little bit more when Twitter first started and I was at ESPN, my Twitter handle, this is like a wild thing to think about, particularly uh, given some of the controversies we see nowadays. My Twitter handle without being edited whatsoever would just appear on ESPN's sidebar. And so, like, I could be out at the bar you know, watching a game. It could be 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm watching something on the West Coast. I could be, you know, many sheets to the wind. I say something stupid, and all of a sudden, it's on the dot-com worldwide leader, like, without anybody laying eyes on it. So I decided I just wasn't going to do this at all. And I never have a lot of fun with it, right? Like, I never got into the right stream of social media to make the juice worth the squeeze. It just all looked like downside to me. That's why I got no Twitter followers. I got I don't even have an Instagram account. I don't have a TikTok account. I got nothing. So, but here on a Friday, similar to like how we sometimes we talk about nobody tells the good stories about the best they won versus the bad beats. What am I missing? I know you're a popular presence online. You spend a good amount of time on that. You, uh, you're, all, you're all over the place. I, I've met some of your friends that, you know, primarily you met through the internet. Uh, how, how, why do you do it? I guess that's my question. What is the upside that makes all this worth it versus all the downside that I constantly see? Uh the answer is there is no upside. It's a terrible place. It's a hellscape. And it's only gotten worse since Elon Musk bought it. And and it's like, I didn't know that Twitter could get worse. And he like made it significantly worse. It's incredible. It was, it was like taking a car that worked just fine and removing all the tires and saying, still go. And it, it, we're just driving all along. Like eventually this thing's going to blow up in flames. But uh I'd say like really if I if if I didn't if 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 when I was talking to like prospective employers or agents or whoever like was interested in me and their first question wasn't what's your social media following and and, and outreach then I probably would be on the same boat as you because it, it's it and it's funny you say this because as I read your email with, you know you kind of prepped and said hey I'm going to tell you about this this was literally the next tweet that I saw this is from my cousin, Cameron. Hey, he works at Complex. He says, I think the main thing I've grown tired of with this app is the amount of people offering, quote, critiques and their, quote, input when they aren't exceptional at anything. It's one to have an opinion, but the way that people speak so matter-of-factly about things they know nothing of or can't do is ridiculous. And I just was like, that is a perfect encapsulation of what social media, especially what Twitter has become over the last, I'd say, since, I'd say probably since Donald Trump's election. Like since yeah. Trump's election, and that just cascaded into COVID, which cascaded into the internet that we have now. So like, what do you miss? You missed the main topic of the day. Like just in the last four days, right? Jan- today's January 5th, who knows what it will bring. But in the last four days, you had a man in Las Vegas who didn't get uh, probation instead of of, uh, whatever his sentencing, whatever. I imagine the judge sent him back to jail. So he decided to yell some words that you shouldn't say on the pod to give Brett less work and then had to then decided to go around the table, run and, and form tackle the judge or attempt to form tackle the judge in a Vegas courtroom. So you had that. You had Shannon Sharp sitting uh, with Cat Williams, in which Cat Williams outed 
I don't know, every black celebrity in the history of comedy and except for like Dave Chappelle and said how much he hated all of them. And then how they stole his roles. And, and now all, you know, everybody's responding. Ludacris is in the Illuminati apparently. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the fallout from Aaron Rodgers saying Jimmy Kimmel's on the Epstein list. Right. Like, so it's like, you have all of like, all of these things occur. Like they all happen offline, but the conversation regarding all of them, which is so much worse than the actual act. A lot of times all is encompassed in this place online. And it's, there's a saying about Twitter and the social media in general. He says, there's always a main topic every day. It's best never to be it. Right. So Ooh. like, there's always a main topic. You'd probably rather it not be you like that yeah. guy who dove at the judge. He's the main topic, but he's in jail. Like yeah. they took him to jail <laughs> and they beat his ass while he was in the courtroom. Mind you too. That was a, those you can see those bailiffs and, and other security personnel, they were into it. They were really throwing down <laughs> on my man. They were like, we don't get to do this often, so we're going to definitely do it now, brother. So, so Martin, uh, I think uh, part of what you're talking about is the erosion of the currency of expertise. And like, I think the Trump election that you pointed to is certainly a totem of that and an example of that. But I think largely that's what we see throughout all of social media. When uh, when I was growing up and when you were growing up, to hear somebody speak in public, they you felt that or you believed that they had some reason to be out in public, like they had proved their worth somehow. And that's all gone. Now everybody's just shouting out into the ether, but they're all shouting with the same volume as as if they all uh, have the same amount of credibility to be listened to. And this is exactly why I steer free of it. But I was hopeful that there was some good part to it, right? Like, you know, I used to talk to Sal and Sal would say, hey, did you see that uh, tweet from that 70 sports, like an account he liked? There's got to be some brightness in this if you stay out of the discourse of the day that you can at least cherry pick some enjoyment out of it, no? Otherwise, let's just push it into the ocean tomorrow. Oh, well, I've, first of all, I sign me up for pushing it into the ocean. Like, first, like, in spite of all the things I'll say that are the good things about it, push, sign me up to push me out into the ocean. But uh, our producer, Brett, just said this, and this is actually true. He sent me a link of a tweet that I had sent. It is fun to pick up Mark Gunnels on Twitter because Mark Gunnels has a unique Twitter personality that just draws bullying towards him. So I was like... Who's holding the Chiefs offensive players accountable? All I see is finger pointing. It's embarrassed to witness. This is from December 10th, 2023. And I just responded with the gif of Eric Vianney doing like this. With his <laughs> thumbs up in Washington, right? So there is several different times where like, especially too, I, when we were doing the podcast together, he would say something. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of all that's not lost in Kansas City. All they need to do is just figure it out a little bit better and just, you know, play MVS more or, or bench Kadarius Tony or, or bench MVS and play Kadarius Tony. It was one of the two. And I'm just like, no, this is ridiculous. This is why people bully you on Twitter. It's because of takes like this that you put out on Twitter. This is why. This is the moment. So I'd say, and then several of our listeners responded and were like, exactly, Martin's exactly right. <laughs> so if there is any benefit to this hellscape of an app, it is to bully Mark Gunnels. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to ask Mark Gunnels the next time he comes back through on Trendy, what he likes about social media, whether that's the fact that he gets bullied there or not. Um, but speaking of Eric B. Enemy, I have some commander's picks coming up. See if he's going to have a thumbs up on the sideline or hopefully that thumbs down that I'm rooting for as a fan. We'll get right back to that after we give Caesar some love.
You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Martin. Well, we're back here in this uh, direct conversational world. I don't have to worry about the topics of the days. You're about to tell them to me. I like this. I, I just have you, and I've got Reddit, and I've got Apple News, and I'm good. You can keep Twitter uh, or push it in the ocean as you apparently but want to do. To your point, though, Reddit, what you get from Reddit is what you used to get from Twitter back in like 2018. Once I discovered Reddit, it, that's that's my favorite site on the Internet because, yep. yeah. Anyway, yes, I, plus two for Reddit and the rest <laughs> of it can go to hell. 
<laughs> Put it on the poster. Uh, so we're going to play hardhead heater cred as we typically do. Since I have the lead, I have to go first. They call it honors. I don't know why it's a disadvantage in this particular game. And for my hard pick, uh, Martin, I am going what appears to be the rat line. You think I'm the squarest man in America. I am going to go ahead and make the squarest pick. I cannot for the life of me figure out why the Rams are getting four points against the 49ers. Because like you, you know, they say the Rams are kind of locked into the playoffs, but the sixth seed is materially better than the seventh seed, given what the projected results are. Like, would you rather go and play? I mean, maybe you're different than me. Maybe you're like, maybe you're huge on the lines this year. But if I have a choice to be the sixth seed and go indoors to play against the Lions in the first round versus having to head to the Northeast to play outdoors against the Giants, or, or not the Giants, I'm sorry, the Cowboys or the Eagles. Like, I'm taking that indoor matchup. I know Cowboys Stadium is as bad, but if they end up with the Eagles, that's a bad draw. And I think they're going to go after this game. Plus, they want to get a win over the 49ers. That's always good for the mental checklist to slay the dragon before the, the um, real battle commences. And the 49ers are completely locked in. Completely. They are the one seed. They are getting the bye. CMC has no reason to play. And why should any of their guys, like, give me a single reason any of their guys should play in the second half. This is a preseason game to them, and I would never lay four points in a preseason game when everybody else is playing their starters. So give me Rams with a plus four. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, part of the reason you're wrong is just off the top. Kyle Shanahan is nine and four against Sean McVay, straight up, just in general. They play in the same division, and they came from the same room in Washington from 20, as you know, the commanders, 2010 to 2013. There are now the glory days. I want to say there are now, let's see, it's Shanahan, McVay, Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel, four different head coaches at minimum that came from that room that won how many playoff games? In that, uh, that in would that be, yeah, that would, that would not be any. And but, that, right. trust me, I, I, I'm glad they got Riverbent Ron. Like, give me Riverbent Ron over all four of those guys. We're really heading in the right direction. But uh, right, exactly. You would probably trade, make a trade. What would the commanders have to give in a trade to get any of those guys? Like if you were to trade Ron Rivera to the Dolphins, you'd have to attach like two first round picks coming back. Well, um, it's it's like, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you for a second, but you know, I'm a DC sports fan. It's like, if you looked at a title team in the NBA in the early 2000s, they all had a former wizard. And what do the wizards have? Nobody. So if you look at the entire coaching landscape right now, they all have a former great commander's assistant, and who do the commanders have? No one. No, it's yeah, it's a, uh, it's that's that's a special thing when you have a team that is not so bad, but not so good, and not good by any stretch. But they're not the worst team in the league because they still, because yeah, trust me, as a, as a Saints fan, I'm well aware of how. You know, man, it seems like everybody plays better when they're not over here. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Um, no, but so you can tell me I'm wrong outside of just the coaching matchup. Well, the coaching matchup's a big one, but also we look at these games in week 18, like like you said, it's like a preseason game. But the difference between a preseason game and an actual NFL game is that there's 50, there's only 53 guys on you can only make seven guys inactive. On a regular roster, like 40 of these guys are going to play regardless. So, like, yeah, good point. Okay, Christian McCaffrey's not going to play. Trent Williams won't play. Brock Purdy won't play. But, like, you know, Dre Greenlaw is going to play. You know, why? Because they don't have anybody else. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, Nick Bosa might go maybe just because they don't have anybody else. 
Like, there's only so many bodies that can fill out. And until teams, like, legit deactivate guys and put them on, like, you know, I don't even think you could even do it because guys wouldn't clear waivers. But if, like, you want to move guys up and down from your practice squad, then maybe maybe it'd be more of a preseason game. But right now, you're just sitting, the, like, your fantasy football stars. But, like, Brandon Ayuk will, will play in this game more than likely. Oh, fine. But here, here's the, even the hotter take. Rams plus four with all those guys getting playing isn't the worst bet in the world either. I mean, the Rams are legit. And if the Rams have any motivation in this game, they certainly aren't that far from the 49ers starters. And they're much, much, much closer to the backup. So the fact that I'm getting the points here makes me feel great about it. Do you feel good enough about the 49ers to fail me? Are you going to put actual leather in play here? Nope. <laughs> there we go. That's what I thought. What are you going with in heart? I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics, who have won six of their last seven games, 16 straight home games. The Utah Jazz are coming in, and uh, at home, Boston has scored more than 122 points a game, shooting over 50% from the field, over 40 from three, best rebounding team in the league. So I think the 14, while it's steep, while it's a heavy climb, it is the Utah Jazz, who I believe are on the second night of a back-to-back. Give me Boston Celtics minus 14. It is a heavy climb. I always feel worried about 14s, and so I'm going to stay away from it. But I do like Boston in this spot quite a bit. Uh, it's just like that. It, those lines are scary, man, because like they could be up 22, and then they pull everybody with six minutes left, and it's just like a couple of open threes on the other side. And suddenly, you lost your bet. When how about uh, how about how about the Warriors last night? Up 23 yeah. with six minutes left. Up seven with a minute left. And you know what happened? Nikola Jokic from uh, from like Serbia. To off the backboard to make a push on Warriors plus three. You want to talk that, about a bad a bad tie? God, that shot was unbelievable. Like that shot was contested. Like that wasn't even just like oh I banked in a shot from half court to win a game. He hit it with off the bounce off one foot with a legit like Kevin Looney's what like six ten six. I mean he's he's a big he's like dude. Solid six a, nine. He's definitely he's big. He's big he's enough. Big. <laughs> he somehow still scores it, dude. That get, that shot was wild. I think we're gonna see that on highlight reels forever to come. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end up staying away. But with the Celtics having the three games off since that Thunder's game to hear all those Thunder takes out there and to hear people start dragging the Celtics a little bit. And the Jazz played a hell of a game the other night um, against the uh, – kind of who were they playing? The Pistons? They were playing somebody the other night, and it was a real yeah, bar. they played runner. the Pistons, and, and you know what the Pistons didn't do? They didn't go under 114.5. So my, even my second-guess express failed. Yeah, but you know what they did do? They had a center who got his 10th rebound on an offensive board with 58 seconds left to help me cash my bet. Jalen Duran, double-double, baby. Put it in the <laughs> bank. Uh, that brings me right into the head category because that's what I played on Wednesday. I played a Kawhi Leonard plus Jalen Duran uh, prop bet, and I am back with Kawhi, and I'm adding Jalen Brown to the mix. So I'm taking those guys both over 0.5 for first quarter assists. You put it together, you get plus 130. We were already talking about this Celtics game. You like them to really lay the, lay the smack down against the Jazz. I don't know why it wouldn't start early. And Jalen did take some criticism from that high-profile Thunder game the other night because he was the one who appeared to shrink the most in the moment, We as we talked about on Wednesday. I think he comes out to prove a point, and he's already hit 
hit this number in 81% of 2023 games, including 10 in a row, Martin. So uh, for somebody who hits it very frequently, face a little bit of criticism, I think will come out, prove his point, get one in the first quarter against a tired Jazz team anyway. And Kawhi, we talked about on Wednesday, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, because what do you always tell me, Martin? What are the best times to bets? The ones that win. The ones that win, and Kawhi just keeps winning this. He's hit it 83% of 2023 games, including nine of his last 10. He gets a Pelican team tonight, coming off an impressive win against Minnesota, but still doesn't make me immediately think of lockdown defense, particularly in the first quarter of a January game. Let's just say I don't view the Pelicans as max effort dudes. And so for Kawhi just to throw a swing pass over to George or somebody else for an easy jumper, for Brown to do the same to Tatum, and to get a plus number for both of them for one that they seem to hit every single night give it to me in the head category uh for me in the head quarter category we'll stick in the same game i'm gonna go ahead and take the pelicans against the spread which is 0.5 right now in the first half and it's simply because new orleans pelicans are 26 8 and 1 in the first half they're the best team in the nba in the first half i don't know what it's got to do maybe zion doesn't lose his energy prior to halftime you know, he's got enough conditioning to last in the first, <laughs> first what is that, 24 minutes instead of going the full 48. But uh, I'll take the Pelicans' young legs to uh, have the lead or at least be tied at the half uh, against yeah. the, uh, the, the, the old Clippers. It's the only one that hit for you on Wednesday, and I'm stealing this one. Like, future opponents beware. Sheck's coming on next week. Sheck, at some point, I am throwing a Pelicans first half bet on you. I'm biting off Martin because he's winning on this, and why shouldn't I win, too? That's the whole point of this show. Uh, for Heater, I ha- I owe you three. I said on Monday that I'm going to do unders on eliminated teams, that that's going to be the pattern that I'm playing, and I'm paying it off here with uh, back-to-back commander's bets because there's no team that needs a loss more in the entire league than the Washington Commanders, which means it will play out exactly as I predicted. They will win, they will drop, and then they will trade back up because that is what we do here in Washington. Uh, so I am going with them just because I, I I want to be wrong. I've been burned so many times before. It's, for once, this has to play out in my favor. Uh, I'm going with commanders to punt on the first drive at minus 150. They have no motivation to come out here throwing. They have no motivation to be pushing the ball down the field. I want to see the commanders run 36 plays on the entire day. I want to see three kneel downs on 12 drives and a punt, and I want it to start early. And by the way, Martin, just as a quick aside, if I was the owner, if I was Josh Harris, if I owned this team, I would put myself on the active roster, and I would take a kneel down in this game, because why not? You're a legend for the rest of time. You've got a line on football reference. You took a snap in the NFL, and you're doing the fans a service. Nobody here wants to win this game. You know, I think David Tepper would sign up for that right now instead of the trading all the picks he did for Bryce Young. He might have played the season out after you see him throwing drinks like that. In the, uh, in the But <laughs> that would be – Watching like, him throw a drink like that, does he have a better arm than Bryce Young? My, my column. <laughs> right, maybe. <laughs> Uh, for me, in this category, I'm going to go with the Lakers minus four against the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies have bumped up a little bit since John Morant came back, but uh, that would seem like more of a dead cat bounce than anything as they've kind of struggled since recently going against some better good teams. And uh, one thing you did miss on social media yesterday was uh, LeBron saying he did not have full faith and confidence in Darvin Ham through Sham mm-hmm. Sharania. So... This very much like the teams that are playing for interim head coaches. 
the Lakers right now are going to be playing to put out good tape because they have to impress LeBron to make sure that they're going to stay on this team because changes will be made once the king has spoken. Uh, it's kind of like Gladiator with the, you know, the emperor's thumbs up, thumbs to the side, thumbs down, right? So right now, everybody on the roster, save maybe AD, including the head coach, is at a thumb sideways right now. These games will determine who's going to be out of there, who's going to be still in there. So I expect the Lakers to come out and kind of play well, actually, believe it or not, against this Grizzlies team. Yeah, player LeBron will have that argument versus MJ. GM LeBron, uh, not the good. Not the good. We, I don't know if he would be the worst in the league if he was had officially had that title, but he's got to be a little bit close. Uh, just to continue to pay off my heaters because I owe you two more, buddy. Uh, I'm also going to play Dak on under 0.5 INTs at minus 135 because I think they're going to jump out to a lead against this Commanders. He's done a good job of taking care of the ball this uh, this season for once. He barely ever hits this prop anyway, or I'm sorry, loses this prop anyway. And I I am crossing my fingers and toes. He doesn't have to play the second half as they're up like 28 points. And so getting unders on Dak, I feel great about because I think they're going to jump out to that first half lead and then hopefully get him a little bit of rest. Uh, and then the only other game I can find decent props for, for eliminated teams, because, you know, Caesars and everybody else is, is, uh, is taking a conservative approach to week 18, Martin. You can't get as much action as you usually can find. I'm taking well, Saquon. So is the rest of the NFL. Yeah, there, there you go. Why should the books be any different? Uh, being good partners. Saquon, under 10.5, longest reception, is minus 123. He has 84 yards from 1,000 on the ground. So to the extent he's going to put his body at risk without a contract next year, I can see him trying to like maybe try to hit that threshold because maybe people are still dumb enough to think that that matters when it comes to his free agent value. I see no reason that he should try to take a tackle, running a pass, pattern in this game and so being able to take the under on that 10.5 longest reception is a quick hack in order to avoid it and even when he's trying even when he does have all the motivation in the world he's missed this prop in nine out of 13 games like if you were saquon would you opt out like this was the pop tart bowl no i i, I feel, that's it that's the difference between the nfl and the nba i will play but I feel, look, the argument is there. The argument is there because he knows probably not going to be in New York next year. And if he is, it'll probably be around the same number that he's at right now. And it's not going to be some some grand gesture of a contract. But I do like the under six and uh, what, under 10 and a half for the receptions because Tyrod Taylor, um, to me, is a real NFL quarterback. And I know he's not the best of the NFL quarterbacks or whatever, but there's a difference between, you know, guys like Easton Stick and Tyrod Taylor. There's a reason why Easton Stick won't be sticking in the league much more after this because now he's played four or five games. Tyrod is a former starter in this league. Has started a bunch of times. Has gone teams have gone into the season with Tyrod as a starter and been yeah. good with it. Uh, just as you know, maybe Hugh Jackson is not the best example to use as an NFL coach making good decisions, but nonetheless, uh, teams have valued Tyrod, and he is to me. Uh, right down to this day, one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. Uh, but I imagine for, for that reason, the Giants will try to go a little bit more vertical as we've seen the last few weeks. Yeah, I think they will try to go more vertical to the extent they want to win this game at all. They're in the same commission uh, position as the commanders. So like having Tyrod throw the ball deeper and you've made the point like these guys want to put down good tape. 
And so Tyrod's probably going to push the ball down the field, which is another reason that Saquon's under on the reception is going to hit. Uh, but like, why are they going to grind Saquon into the ground? And like for Saquon, just my final point on it, like there is zero that Saquon Barkley can do in this game to improve his market value. He won't make an extra million dollars because he goes for like, uh, you know, 120 of total yards and two scores. Like the tape on Saquon is already laid. Like we got it. We know who that dude is and what his value is in the current NFL. He could cost himself $60 million by blowing his knee out. $50 million, whatever his three-year deal is going to be, he can take his market value and cost himself, you know, mid eight figures and he can't make himself a dollar. So like, come on, man, go Pop-Tart Bowl on this one. I'm begging you. No, I mean, I, I can see it happening. I see it happening for sure. Although I do think the Giants probably want to win this game more because Brian Dayball, was, I mean, the way they started the year, they probably want to end it on a good note. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so let's see if our credibility picks can hit. Uh, we've been a little bit up and down in this category, Martin. We'll see what we can do in this particular night. And the Thunder owe me after costing me some money the other night, and I still believe in my boys. So I am going to throw them into a money line parlay. They have the Nets tonight. Uh, I hope they don't get the New York flu hanging out in Brooklyn and Manhattan last night, but I think, I think they will take care of business against the Nets just on the money line. I don't even want to mess with the spread because I get to lower that money line by pairing them with the Cleveland Cavaliers who have the absolutely horrific Washington Wizards this evening. You get to put those two together and you get down to minus 125. Martin, the Wizards are a money line cheat code right now because I have no faith they will win any game the rest of the year. And if you want me to like really like get into this, I think that they will not win 10 games in the year of our Lord 2024, including October through December next year. If you look at their schedule, they have the Pistons twice this month and the Spurs twice this month. They have the Hornets and the Pistons in home in March. And I think they will be at least a six-point dog in the other 30 or whatever that is, 32 remaining games. And so I think the Pistons, like, newfound losing streak, I don't even know if it's safe. And as long as they are trotting out a lineup where they are not one player away, they're not two players away, they are legitimately, I'm serious about this, they are legitimately eight players away right now. They are eight players away for being competitive in the NBA. Kuzma's going to probably get traded. If anybody will take Jordan Poole, he's going to go too. And guess what, Martin? They'll still be eight players away because those guys ain't it in the current landscape given the amount of talent in the league. So I'm throwing them in every money line parlay I can find. And if I lose, it will just be like the Warriors last night. you got to tip your hat to the 40-footer off the glass that's contested. If they beat me that way, so be it. No, that's a solid plan because you could probably take just San Antonio, Washington, and Detroit, all opponent, money line parlay every night and more often than not. In fact, what, I think there'd only be like 15 unique combinations in which this season that parlay didn't hit. Well, they had had 12 wins between them and some of those probably came on the same night. Right, so So, okay, then 12, 12, 12 unique times in which... That probably didn't hit, which I, I always think about something like that. And I'm just like, why do I not? Like, why do I not? Like, I realized it last year with baseball and the Dodgers minus one and a half. Like, why am I not betting this every single day? Or for the on the flip side, Oakland or whoever was playing the Oakland A's minus one and a half. More often than not, in 162 game sample size, it's going to hit because yeah. this team is terrible. Or in the Dodgers case, this team is really good. 
Yep. So no, I think it's a solid. I, that I, and we should do more of that. It's kind of I don't know. I should be. We should come up with a name for that. You know, it's just like continually betting against a team that you know, like blind bet against regardless. Like yeah, it's like almost like when you you have an, a savings account or an investment account, and they just take five dollars out of your account every day, and yep. it's like some days the stock market's up, some days it's down, <laughs> but you know what? They're still taking the five regardless. That's what it should be. That's exactly right. All right, what do you got in credibility? I'm blindfolding it, whatever it is, by the way, just as a strategic move to block you. I don't even know it, and I'm tailing it, so give it to me. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves have lost two of their last uh, their last two games, so definitely two of their last three. Uh, and the Rockets have won two straight. Rockets at home tonight. I'm going to go ahead and take the Rockets plus three and a half. They're 14 and five at the crib. Timberwolves seven, 10 and seven on the road. And... Uh, I think the Timberwolves probably win, but again, these games come down to the final possession quite a bit. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Rockets to cover three and a half. That's just mean. That's just mean. I told you I was going to blind tail it, that you faded my favorite team to follow to bet on the league. So kudos to you. You, you put go. me in a very uncomfortable position where I have to root against the Timberwolves tonight. And I'll go ahead and tail the Thunder too. I think uh, even though they burn me against the Hawks, I think they'll be right back in the winning column. All right, tailing my Thunder Cavaliers money line, minus 125. All right, we're running a little bit long. We've had a lot of fun today. Let's uh, give our sponsors some quick love, do our second guest express, and get out of here. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Martin, we are back, and I took honors the first time around. Why don't you go ahead and give out that second guess express, and you couldn't even win this one Wednesday. Which winner are you giving out tonight? Oh, goodness. Well, this is an injury report game here as Jimmy Butler out, Kayla Martin out, Haywood Highsmith out, and Durant is questionable but I'm going to take the Suns to cover. Uh, and I really like the Suns in the first half, but I'll take the Suns to cover for the full game uh, in part because I think Devin Booker is going to come out and have a good game. And without those guards to guard him, uh, forgive me. I'm not sure that I know Jaime Hawkins is like the best player of all time uh, <laughs> in his first 40 games in the NBA, but I don't think he'll be able to match up with uh, with Devin Booker in this, in this Suns offense, especially when you consider – that the Lakers, I believe, set a season high in turnovers the last time that they played. So I'm not trying to take any way, anything away from the Miami defense. But again, this is the type of thing that had LeBron saying he's ready to blow the whole thing up. So uh, take it all with a grain of salt there with that Lakers result. Give me the Suns to cover the four against the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, I like that bet. It's going to uh, – it'll cash because, again – Miami is a little inflated after the Lakers turned the ball over literally half a trillion times uh, in their last matchup. And if Durant doesn't go tonight, like I would look at the Grayson Allen over props as well as, of course, the Booker over props because there's going to be more shots available and the ball tends to find those two guys when Durant's out of the lineup. So I would look at their overs on points. 
for my second guest, Express Martin, I would have put this in if I was chasing you. If you had a hotter Wednesday and I needed to catch up, I would have played this. Because give me chaos, baby. Give me the unexpected result of the NFL. To your point about week 18, it doesn't ever seem to go the way we think it's going to go. So give me a Steelers, Jaguars, Dolphins, Moneyline Parlay. You know what those three teams have in common? Why I would take that Moneyline Parlay? They have it's to win scenario. To- it's a scenario where the Bills don't make the playoffs. So we're talking about fading the Bills, as we did on the last show. And we're talking about bet this don't uh, instead of bet that. Don't bet them to not make the playoffs. Put those three teams together because that's what's got to happen for that scenario to play out. And you're getting a real nice plus 443 for Allen and company to go home early. I'll tell you what. I would uh, I would tell that if I hadn't already told the Thunder. Because you know what the thing is about this Buffalo team, just as an aside, Everybody's like, oh, they're on a hot streak. They're on a hot streak. It's like they almost lost to Easton Stick and a guy whose name is de- in desperate need of an R, Giff Smith. Like, they were this <laughs> close to losing to, to, I mean, this Bills team has been dancing through, uh, dancing through the raindrops and not getting wet, uh, excluding the game in which they lost actually to the Eagles, in which they did get wet because it was a, a sopping rainstorm and Jake Elliott had 59 yarder and Jalen Hurts ran it in on that, uh, what, 15 yard quarterback draw. But yeah, no, yeah, the Bills have been dancing through the raindrops and I fully expect them to finally get hit with one. Well, if they do, then it's plus 443 in your pocket. So even if you can't tail it, uh, get over on the Caesars and get that action in. Uh, you're going to be on the radio tomorrow, right, Martin? What are you guys going to be talking about tomorrow? I will. It'll be, uh, the Ravens and the Steelers game will be on as we're on. And then so we'll talk about that, preview the Saturday game, Saturday night game that it has kicking off at 815 that I am neglecting to remember who's playing in right now. But trust <laughs> me, I'll know on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so generally we'll do that, talk about the games that are on the air, kind of preview Saturday, I mean, preview Sunday, uh, the Week 18 slate. We make picks in that segment at uh, – we make underdog picks at – let's do the math – 8.45, and then we do our regular picks at 9.45. And over there, how about that? How about that over on, on the radio show where the, the producer just picks five random games and throws them out there, like, you know, sometimes big games, sometimes funny lines, whatever – I'm like 10 games over 500, but you know, here where I got to pick all of them, you know, from the, you know, the, the job I'm working much more frequently is I'm doing that once a week, you know, it's, you know, it's right around 500. So there you go. Yeah. Well, we all need more Martin Weiss in our life. So no matter what job you're working, make sure that you go find him wherever your ears are, in, are available. Also, Martin, give everybody your sub stack. We haven't talked a lot about your sub stack this week. I know you're doing some great stuff on that. It's the neutral field on Substack. I will be back riding something next week, win or loss. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines have consumed my entire life, so I will be writing either what it is like to be completely elated that uh, Michigan finally won or whether or not the Harbaugh era is a failure because they did not get a championship yet. Spoiler alert, I'm going to have to go ahead and say yes if they do not win the national championship. People talk about they brought you back to relevance. I tell you, Michigan was always relevant. It always it has been relevant and been part of the conversation. In fact, when I was in college, I realized that Michigan is the Dallas Cowboys. They're always Ooh. relevant. They are the Dallas Cowboys. You know, it's like, but you know, so if they finally can win a big game, which I mean, they obviously won a big game last Monday, but this Monday's are that much bigger of a game, and they treated it like a strict road game in which they they left right after the game, right back into preparation. So 
This is the time to finally get off the snide, Jimmy boy. Go get you a championship. When I was growing up, my University of Miami were the Dallas Cowboys because they both had the highest payroll in the league. Uh, you're doing <laughs> Lemon Pepper after uh, the championship game, right? So we're, when, when are we getting your official pick? Are you ready to unveil it for us right now, or that people have to listen to the radio for that? I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. I'll talk about it. I'll actually be breaking that game down more on the radio as well. But my official pick is going to be Washington plus four and a half. I think this oh, is a no! game. You're going against I, your boys. I'm not going against them. I think they win. I just think it's a field goal game. I think it's a field goal game. But I would say this. It's either Michigan by three or Michigan by 20. I don't see yeah. a, a world where Washington wins the game. I think Penix. I mean, you know how many times Michigan's been flagged for pass interference this year? I do not. Twice. That's it. <laughs> well, that's a good that's the list. Twice. I know that they got Penix and, and Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan. And, and I think to my dollar, Dunze is the best wide receiver in football and college football right now uh, ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr. But Marvin Harrison Jr. was in Alcatraz instead of Columbus. Uh, what just, just a few Saturdays ago. And then, and the next Saturday after that, he went to the New York, to, went to New York to be in the Heisman ceremony. I think Will Johnson is the best corner in, fo in college football right now. He's a true sophomore, and he will have one of those two guys uh, locked up. So I think that'll throw it off, and I think just up front in the trenches, Michigan's a better team um, in terms of just being able to protect. And also they're nine deep on the defensive line in terms of guys who they rotate in because unlike the NFL, Toby, you can have as many players as you want on this roster, and they have yes, – Nine defensive linemen they feel good about. In fact, in on the last snap of the game uh, for Alabama, there were three backup defensive linemen in the game on that play, and you saw how that worked out for uh, for for Alabama. Their center transferred. You know, Jalen Milrow slammed his helmet down. So give me. Uh, I'm going to take Washington plus four and a half. But I think the two likely outcomes are Michigan by a field goal or Michigan by twenty one. All right. You will be in your living room, probably in the, partly in the fetal position. And I, I know you well enough. You're not actually going to put action on Washington, right? You're giving the pick here, but you wouldn't do that to yourself. You wouldn't emotionally hedge on Monday night, no. right? No, I'm not going to bet it. No, if you ask me my official pick, yeah, Washington plus four and a half. But I mean, if I bet on anything, it'd be Michigan money line and it'd be big. I, I just follow the juice. Yep, there you go. All right, well, thank you so much for joining. Really lucky to have you on this show and the network. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you again around Super Bowl time. In the meantime, make sure you listen to the rest of our shows. Extra points, minus three. Uh, no Covered in Glory this week. Waiver Wired and Martin's excellent Lemon Pepper. I wish you the worst of luck on your picks because I really want to beat you after you beat me in our first one-on-one -on -one matchup. And we will see how that plays out on Monday. We will be back with Damashek. Until then, try to enjoy whatever the hell this week 18 is and we will see you on the other side of it. Take care, everyone.